Why you should be excited about the Australian Open. Matthew Futterman. Why you should be excited about the Australian Open, https slash slash com slash slash image slash width equals percent c format equals auto percent c quality equals slash https slash slash com slash app slash upload slash 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 preview xjpg. Bang! Two weeks into the season, tennis kicks off one of its mega events, the Australian Open. Roger Federer nicknamed it the Happy Slam. Somehow, most tennis players manage to restore and rejuvenate themselves during their blink-of-an-eye off-season and show up in Melbourne filled with hopes and dreams for the new campaign. For a few more days, the slate is clean. Quickly, though, the tension returns and rises, often along with local temperatures, which can lean beastly when the wind blows from Australia's arid plains rather than the nearby seas. The story of the sport often picks up where its Grand Slam narratives left off, with special attention paid to the last one that was played, the US Open. The Grand Slams are where the big themes of the sport play out and where the tennis is different. Different crowds. Different scrutiny. Different opportunities. Different risks. And massively different stakes. For the men, it's best of five instead of best of three and no one knows that better than Novak Djokovic, the ten-time champion in Australia, for whom a two-set deficit in a slam seems to mean so little. Whether Djokovic, the world number one, winner of three slams last year and a finalist in the other, can continue that dominance is just one of the big narratives that will unfold in the tennis pavilion next to the Yarra River. The Push for 25 any Australian Open preview has to begin with Djokovic, who won his 24th Grand Slam at the US Open in New York, which also takes place on hard courts. Djokovic was nursing a sore wrist at the United Cup, the mixed-team competition he played before coming to Melbourne, and lost 6-4, 6-4 to Alex de Minor of Australia, a player he destroyed at last year's AO, as the locals call it. He's won 28 consecutive matches in this event, 10 Australian Open men's singles titles and the last four that he has played in, he was deported in 2022 over his stance against being vaccinated against COVID-19. Djokovic has a history of managing injuries here. He won last year with a bulky hamstring and in 2021 with a small tear in an abdominal muscle. There's always a certain amount of drama surrounding the Serb, whether it's a niggling injury or an off-court controversy, vaccinations, Balkan politics, etc. Last year, his father posed with a fan holding a Russian flag, which was banned from the ground. Given his performance, there is nothing to indicate that he doesn't thrive under these conditions. The Comeback Crowd Everywhere you look in the draw, especially on the women's side, it seems like there's a bold-faced name coming back from something. The biggest name in this crowd is Naomi Osaka, who is playing her first Grand Slam since the 2022 US Open. She had her first child in July, a daughter named Shai, and has said she wants to play professionally for a long time, long enough so that her daughter can see how big a part of her life it has been. The time is really precious, she said Friday. If Osaka gets on a roll, she immediately becomes a player no one wants to play. She has an enticing first-round matchup with Caroline Garcia, who struggled late last year, but in form poses a significant challenge. Angelique Kerber of Germany, who also gave birth to her first child, is back for her first Grand Slam as a mother as well. 
Caroline Wozniacki came out of retirement to play the U.S. Open last summer and is continuing her comeback at the site of her only Grand Slam win. Amanda Anisimova is back from a lengthy mental health break. On the men's side, Rafael Nadal was supposed to make a Grand Slam comeback here but suffered a muscle tear. Denis Shapovalov is back after missing the second half of last year with a bum knee. Gail Monfils, who played his first Grand Slam in forever at the US Open, is also at it again in Australia. Locals desperately hoped Nick Kyrgios would be coming back here, too, but he is still recovering from wrist surgery and will be holding a microphone instead of a tennis racket for a few more months. Can the next, next-gen breakthrough Djokovic? The generation that was supposed to overtake Djokovic and Nadal, Daniil Medvedev, Stefanos Tsitsipas, Alexander Zverev, has largely failed. Can the next crew to come along do any better? Carlos Alcaraz beat him in the Wimbledon final. Janik Sinner saved match points and took him out in the Davis Cup. Holger Rune has a couple of wins against him. And yet, as the new year dawned, Djokovic was number one once more and still the king of the mountain, waiting to see if anyone can knock him off. He's beaten Alcaraz in their two matches since Wimbledon and beat Sinner in the ATP Tour Finals just ahead of their match at the Davis Cup. Djokovic, who is 36, has repeatedly said he will step aside when he starts not challenging for the biggest events. For that to happen, youth is going to have to stop feeling honored just to share a court with the greatest player the sport has known and serve itself by standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with him on the biggest stage. It's always dangerous to look too far ahead, but assuming they can both get there, there's an enticing fourth-round matchup between Djokovic and Ben Shelton, the fearless 21-year-old American with a 150 mph serve. Djokovic mimicked Shelton's celebration, Mike Stobe slash Getty images. Djokovic beat Shelton in the U.S. Open semi-final, then showed him up by adopting his hang-up-the-phone celebration when it was over. There was a cold stare during the handshake. The American Men Speaking of Americans, there are six of them in the top 40 these days, more than from any other country. Some good things happened with them last year. Some less good. And all of them are hoping to kickstart 2024 with a strong showing in Australia. Paul serves during his run in Melbourne last year, Mark Colby slash Getty Images. Tommy Paul, who was a semi-finalist here in 2023, Shelton, and Chris Eubanks are coming off breakthrough seasons. Taylor Fritz, Francis Tiafo, and Sebastian Corda, who were the most promising of the lot a year ago, came up short of their expectations in 2023. As they were all reminded repeatedly last year, it's been two decades since an American man won a Grand Slam title. America's tennis leaders have been touting their depth, but they know what's missing, for now, is the unicorn, the player who breaks through and snaps that two-decade drought. Coco For the first time, Coco Goff is entering a Grand Slam as a Grand Slam champion. That is a huge weight off the shoulders of a 19-year-old prodigy who has been fighting off questions about when her big moment would come ever since she started winning matches at Wimbledon as a 15-year-old. Goff laughs during an interview with Kyrgios, David Gray slash AFP via Getty Images. Being a Grand Slam champion can be tricky though, especially in a tournament played on a hard court, just like the championship she won at the US Open. 
There are new expectations to deal with and players often feel an urgency to show that the first title was not a one-off. Goff long ago got used to being followed around by cameras and matching her journey to the one the outside world had crafted for her. That may position her better than most to deal with the next set of challenges. How to watch A Grand Slam in Australia presents all sorts of viewing challenges for tennis fans in Europe and the Americas. It takes commitment, some all-nighters, and the ability to nap. ESPN's collection of channels and streaming services will show all the matches in the U.S. It's got a broadcast team on site for the first time since pre-COVID. On the East Coast, evening coverage begins with the next day's afternoon matches, though the featured, primetime match of the day doesn't go on until after 3 a.m. or 7 p.m. in Melbourne. In the United Kingdom, you can watch the Australian Open live on Discovery Plus and Eurosport. The time difference is 11 hours, which means featured matches through breakfast, school drop-off and morning meetings, unless Andy Murray is playing another late-night marathon, like the one last year that ended as the evening commute was beginning. I am keeping an eye on. The top corner of the women's draw, where world number one IGA Swiatek has an eyebrow-raising first-round match against Sofia Kennan, the 2020 champion here and Swiatek's opponent in the French Open final that year. Their careers have since gone in opposite directions. The winner takes on the winner of Kerber, the 2016 Australia champ, and Danielle Collins, a 2022 finalist. That's three Grand Slam champions and one finalist in one little corner of the draw. Paula Bedosa vs Taylor Townsend, two big hitters who are better than their rankings. Bedosa is 74th in the world but was a top-five player two years ago. Townsend is among the world's top doubles players and is up to 80th in singles. She's a lefty who can present a lot of difficulty when she is on. Andy Murray and Gail Monfils, they could play each other in a throwback match between a 36-year-old and a 37-year-old and the winner would likely face 36-year-old Novak Djokovic. Every match Jack Draper plays because don't you want to see him play Alcaraz in the fourth round? For predictions that will not age well. There is a lot of buzz about Gregor Dimitrov. He won Brisbane. He was a finalist in Paris at the end of last season. He's 32, old enough so that plenty of tennis fans don't remember when his fluid strokes earned him the baby-fed nickname. He's as fit as ever. And I still think he will do what he usually does, win some early rounds then shrink when a big name is on the other side of the net. Rybakina wins. I'm still pretty stunned she lost the final last year. If the courts are set up like they were a year ago and the weather remains warm but not sweltering, conditions play right into her flat power, which sent off Swiatek last year. Only Irina Sabalenka, another big flat hitter, was the one who solved her. She has to beat the dangerous Karolina Pliskova instead of a random qualifier in round one, so this may be a terrible pick. Arthur Phils makes the second week. The 19-year-old Frenchman showed last year he has talent to burn. He gets better every week. Here comes the breakout. Osaka beats Garcia and has an epic duel with Leila Fernandez in the fourth round. Don't forget to leave your predictions in the comments. Some numbers to impress your friends. 2003. The last time a non-European man won the Australian Open.
It was Andre Agassi. 2007. The last time a non-European man made the final. Fernando Gonzalez of Chile. 1976. The last time an Australian man won his home slam. Mark Edmondson pulled it off. Australian men swept the 1960s and won five of the first seven titles in the 1970s. Then the rest of the world started showing up. Round of 16. That's the furthest Goff has made it in this tournament. It's also that round that spelled doom for Novak Djokovic, the last time he lost a match in Melbourne Park in 2018. Chen Hyun of South Korea had the week of his career, upsetting Alexander Zverev and then Djokovic in back-to-back -back matches. February 9, 2021 Alcaraz got his first Grand Slam win at 17 over Dutchman Bodek van de Zanschelp. Two days later, Alcaraz somehow lost to Michael Eimer of Sweden in a match the now-retired Eimer will surely tell his grandchildren all about. Alcaraz has yet to have a good run in Australia, Kelly Defina slash Getty Images. Zero. The number of Australian Open women's finalists from South America or Africa during the Open era, which began in Australia in 1969. That ought to mandate rooting for an Ons Jabber, Tunisia, versus Beatrice Haddad Maya, Brazil, final. 30-7. Djokovic's sets record in his 10 Australian Open finals. He has won 3-0 five times. 5. The number of matches Alcaraz has played at the Australian Open, the least of any Grand Slam. He has played 18 at the French and US Opens and 13 at Wimbledon. He has yet to make it past the third round in Melbourne. Top Image, Getty Images. Thank <laughs> you.